0: This is, like, two and a half more episodes than I ever thought we'd do, so I'm pretty excited.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've, like, hard committed. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to the third episode of the Bistitual podcast. Uh, the V-A-V, Queer Crafty Canadian Podcast. Yeah. The, The podcast where everything's made up and the stitch counts don't matter. Ugh I hate that. (laughs) I went first last time, so you have to go first this time.
0: Give me a joke.
1: Okay, how about a knock knock joke?
0: That's not what I meant. (laughs) Can't use a knock knock joke for my intro. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? All right, what is it? You start. I say knock knock? Yeah. Knock knock. Who's there? I hate this. That's that's
1: it. That's the joke.
0: (laughs) I'm Kelsey. And my, one of my D&D characters is a level six wild magic sorcerer. And one time she magicked so hard she turned into a potted plant. It was fucking, it was right after I just did like this fucking amazing hit. It was like the kill shot. It was so great. And then I rolled on the table. Fucking potted plant. And it was the first time it ever happened. And like, DM just went silent and I'm like I expect a lot of like storytelling around the wild magic stuff and like you like I you know so when we when I roll on the the wild magic table he I'll roll and he'll tell me what it is because apparently it's more fun that way so I had this like amazing shot it was like the fucking it was the kill shot killed the big bad it was this glorious moment and I roll on the table and it was a fucking 42, I think. And the DM just like goes silent. And he looks at the book and he looks at me. And I'm like, so yeah, so Dahlia does this and she like does I don't know whatever the fuck. Wait, call your
1: her. name's Dahlia? Yeah. And you turn into a potted plant.
0: I know, okay? I know. <laughs> that's so
1: good. Oh, that's so good.
0: My party disagreed.
1: <laughs> I'm John, and my D character is a level 7 wizard bard one time I accidentally summoned a lich
0: (laughs) I would be so mad if I was near a party and you summoned a lich what the fuck
1: so we were in the desert and we were being attacked by these people and I had a deck of illusion as my like magic item and I had just joined the party and they were already kind of suspicious of me because like my whole thing was I was just like a fucking liar um, so one of them was like super skeptical of me because they had like rolled pretty high on like a perception or an insight or whatever on one of my lies on my on one of my fibs um, one of my yarns oh good one <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we were in the desert and we were being attacked by a bunch of stuff like they were like bandits or something like, and I so I drew a card from my deck of illusions and fucking it was a lich so the party was like, who are you? So I had to explain my way out of that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't trust me. <laughs> Which is fair, because they shouldn't have. D&D is a fun game. I have a fun horoscope thing for today.
0: Ooh, what is it?
1: It is. What 90s cartoon character are you, according to your Zodiac?
0: Fuck yeah!
1: So do you want to just, like, take a shot in the dark?
0: I gotta be Sailor man got be someone from sailor man am i not
1: no i don't even know if sailor Man's on
0: what i guess it's anime not cartoon yeah i guess um i don't know i'm too devastated to guess now who am i
1: doug funny
0: what boo boo
1: cancers are filled with all of the feels sometimes they're pretty like when they're penning a love song to their middle school crush, and sometimes they're complicated, like when a Cancer is trying to understand why their high school bully could be so mean. A Cancer's bedroom is their sanctuary, and they definitely don't hesitate to retreat inside their shell and turn to their trusty diary and doting dog to help navigate life's complications. Cancers are Doug Funny from Nickelodeon's Doug, the kind-hearted boy next door who wears his heart on his sleeve and always does right by his friends and family.
0: Sam, a cancer's Mickey- bedroom
1: is their sanctuary.
0: Shut up. <laughs> Except instead of a diary, I have a podcast.
1: True. <laughs> <laughs> um, Libra is courage. The cowardly dog. I uh, about Li- that show. Wasn't didn't they didn't it come back? Like wasn't there a remake or something? Not a remake, a reboot?
0: I don't know. Probably they rebooted everything.
1: Yeah. Um, Libra thrives when things are in harmony and has a tendency to get a little anxious when people don't get along. Just like courage, <laughs> just a little <laughs> bit. Um, just like Courage the Cowardly Dog, Cartoon Network's beloved scaredy pup. Uh, Libras have an inherent need for partnership and love being taken care of, um, i.e. cuddling up to an old woman named Nero in front of the sort of haunted TV. Libras can't help the fact that they are in idea innovator, but they have to be careful not to let that creative mind get the best of them, or else they'll find themselves filling in the blanks with terrifying thoughts whenever something goes bump in the night. called <laughs> <laughs> Cold! Oh! Um, filling in the blanks with terrifying thoughts literally whenever there's time for thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm, 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 hmm cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool,
1: cool. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I love just like consistently getting called out by these things, but always in a different way.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: Like last time it was like, you're a big flirt. And I'm like, well, you know, this time it's like everything scares you. And I'm like, well, yeah.
0: So what are we going to talk about?
1: I have no idea. How are we supposed to do this every two weeks?
0: I feel like if you start a podcast, you're supposed to be more interesting than we are.
1: (laughs) Right. Like have stuff going on in your life? Well, I mean, I have stuff going on in my life.
0: Yeah, you fucking do. You should talk about the stuff going on in your life.
1: How I fucking, okay. I don't know. Do we start from the beginning and just say that I didn't sleep for a week and that Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. night at like one o'clock when I was just like lying in bed and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I got up and applied to school to go back to college for the first time in 10 years. Yay! So I did that and I got into every program that I applied for. Um,
0: Calculus, because you're the best at everything. Good grades, jock, drama nerd, in a band. I had it all. Going. What didn't you do?
1: <laughs> I was even part of the mahjong Club while it existed.
0: Of course, of course you were. Of course, beautiful. I love it.
1: And and I was a French peer tutor. Of course you were. <laughs> Yeah, I was busy in high school. Anyway, um, so I got into all the, all the programs I had applied for, and I ended up settling on, um, like, a it's called pre-community services. So it's kind of building a foundation to go into community services or, like, social work, which I thought would be a very good idea because I haven't been in school for 10 years.
0: You're going to be so good at it.
1: I am all kinds of terrified. So if anybody is out there is in this field and wants to reassure me that I'm not going to fuck up people's lives, please do that.
0: You're going to be, so, be such a good social worker.
1: Um, so I accepted an offer to admission to George Brown College, but it doesn't start till January. And then what I did was emailed my boss an entire resignation letter which was pretty surreal.
0: <laughs> and you are going to be taking time off for the first time in I mean like ever? I, had,
1: I had a month off when, you know, corona Covid doesn't so. <laughs> count. <laughs> <laughs> um and I had a a month off 2 years ago after I had surgery.
0: Recovery doesn't count.
1: Okay, then I haven't had a month off
0: ever. Mhm. Mhm. Mhm
1: um so I'm just gonna knit and crush maybe I'll finish that blanket
0: you should definitely finish that blanket
1: you should finish that blanket
0: yeah oh, I'm so excited for you
1: I can't believe I did that
0: I feel like it's very by culture to be anxious and not sleep and then make dramatic life decisions
1: yeah I could see that but like it's something that I've been thinking about doing for a long time I keep kind of getting really tired and frustrated at the food service industry. Um, And like I had been working in kitchens in sports bars and stuff and burger joints for most of the last 10 years. And then I guess in like late 2018, I decided that I'd had enough of kind of the back of house. So I became a manager at a cafe, which was like an entirely different vibe from anything I'd done before. And, like, it's been so great. And, like, I do feel like I've grown a lot and learned a lot about, like, management. And a lot of my staff is, is younger. And that's kind of been my biggest takeaway from working in the cafe is that I really like working with the kids. And
0: um, they really like you.
1: Apparently. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of surreal because, like, this this place has been such a big part of my life for the last year and a half. And like the amount of work I've done there and like the things that have happened there in the last year and a half, like we've been broken into twice and I've had to deal with it both times and just like zany shit.
0: Your whole life is zany shit.
1: <laughs> it's not for dull. So yeah, that's, that's my big exciting life update.
0: How oh, exciting. I,
1: it's complete upheaval. <laughs>
0: And yet you're smiling so much more than you have in the last very long time.
1: <laughs> we should talk about our works in progress. What do you Your full like red moon sweater has blown up on Instagram. You got yeah. the most, you got more likes than my son.
0: Good. Thank God. Because <laughs> if I didn't, I was going to quit the podcast.
1: <laughs> He's just a little creature. He can't help this.
0: History's greatest monsters all started as little creatures.
1: He's going to stay a little creature.
0: I don't believe that. His eyes are old, <laughs> old. <laughs> and full of trauma I don't like it.
1: Everybody go follow our Instagram for great content.
0: Follow our Instagram and just watch me and John yell at each other in the comments. <laughs> we are our most active participants.
1: Oh, it's so good. I want to, I think I was going to do the um, giveaway at a hundred followers. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't tell people about that.
1: Or we can tease it.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Make all your friends follow us and then we'll do yeah. a giveaway.
1: Then we'll do a giveaway. Um, and I got some more neat swag.
0: What? Holy shit. Holy shit. That's so good. This should be the teaser, just me freaking out about how good it is if they don't know what it is, suckers. (sighs) No, they're so pretty. Can I enter the giveaway?
1: (laughs) There it is, that's the teaser. (laughs) So, uh, so what are you working on?
0: So... It feels awkward to talk about this because everyone loved it on social media, but my, <laughs> my red moon sweater that I was making, um, I'm sure you'll be shocked to hear that I did not do a gauge swatch before I cast on. <laughs> um, turns out the recommended or the the gauge is somehow 25 stitches per four inches using 3.25 needles. Or three point five needles, I don't know, but I like I don't swatch because almost always like I hit gauge with the recommended needles. So like after a while I just like I'm fine care. So but then I was trying this sweater on and I was like this is much more tightly fitting than in the picture, huh? So then I measured my gauge and I was like, oh, I'm at thirty four stitches per inch.
1: That's um, a little different.
0: It was a, it was a little different. And then, so so I'm making this as a gift for my roommate, Um, and so I got past all the color work, and so now I'm just on the, like, the stockinette body. I'm so bored. So I cast on another one for myself. (laughs) So we're going to be twinsies.
1: Did you do the gauge watch for that one?
0: I did do the gauge watch, and I used five millimeter needles to get the to get gauge. I don't understand how, like, what kind of fucking magic they're doing to get 25 stitches per inch out of. 3.5 3.5 needles. But I had to go up. I had to do many swatches to find the the right size. But here. So this is the black one. Which is, is that, like
1: Is that the one for telly?
0: Yeah, for telly. So you will see that it like I like stretched it a bit to fall over my shoulders and it's like a tight fitting. It's good butter. And I did the same size for both sweaters.
1: It's a lot bigger.
0: It in fact might even be too big. Um, and doesn't really stay on my shoulders, and I haven't blocked it yet, so,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh so with the
0: first one, the pattern ends, like, over, or, like, on my boobs, basically, which means to complete the sweater length, I have to do stockinette for, like, eight miles, which is boring, whereas with the big one, the moons come down to almost my belly button, so much less <laughs> stockinette. <laughs> So yeah, but now Yeah. Wow. But now I'm done the color work on this one too, so I'm bored and I want some else.
1: It's time to cast on another one.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm working on.
1: Do you have any FOs?
0: Uh no, because I started a new one before I finish it. So I do not. What about you?
1: I have started knitting Yeah, well.
0: you have! So back in time,
1: I'm like almost done the body. Oh my gosh! Inches left. Yeah, look at that. I did so much.
0: You did so much. The colors are gorgeous.
1: Um, they're also not color fast. (sighs) And my hands are constantly just black Uh, because I'm using a dark black yarn. The the green seems a little. More color fast or i just can't tell because my hands are already black and it's a dark like forest green i guess I don't are know.
0: you striping colors i thought it was tonal
1: i'm doing i'm doing like 10 rows of black and then like three rows of the green and then 10 black and three green hey. so it's just like like a nice and like the green is so dark it's quite subtle um and yeah so i'm using the whatever by Julie Knits and Paris pattern. And it's it's more of a a recipe than a pattern. It's just kind of like cast on however many stitches you want. Gauge doesn't matter. Just knit until you have enough inches. Um and I got bored of doing like the raglan increases. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I just started doing the body. <laughs> <laughs> so like it fits. But it's not like in the photos and stuff, like it's um, quite a loose sweater. Mine, mine is quite a bit more fitted. And I was a little bit worried, because I had like measured against um, a sweater that I just grabbed out of a drawer that happened to be Sam's sweater. Oh. And Sam is quite a bit smaller than me. Um, so I was a little bit worried that it would be too small for me, and then I would just have to give it to him. And then he would leave me because of the sweater curse.
0: Oof.
1: But like I tried it on last night, and like it's a it's a decent fit.
0: Exciting! And their yarn has a lot of like relaxes a lot once you block it, so it should.
1: Yeah, it's like a pretty wonky mix. It's like wool, mohair, nylon, and something else.
0: It's just like a tiny bit of acrylic.
1: Yeah, ancient arts reinvent two.
0: Mm I love ancient arts. One of my favorite dyers and Canadian.
1: And Canadian. And I, I've been working on my sock a little more because I like to go to work like a half hour before I have to be there. fucking Keener. Well, no, it's like the one time a day that I just get to be by myself. (laughs) So I put on a pot of coffee, I like have a little coffee and I knit. Um, Oh, lovely. So I've made decent progress on the scarf or sock in the last. Oh, you look almost done. Yeah. Just like another inch or two and then I have to do the, the toe. So I'm basically already done. Um, I want to finish it tomorrow because on Tuesday, I'm going on vacation.
0: Oh my God.
1: Going, Sam's folks rented like a cottage. I have no idea where and frankly, I don't care.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You know, they're picking us up and they're driving us home, so it doesn't matter to me. Amazing. Um, So I'm just trying to figure out what projects I'm going to bring with me. Because I'm hoping to only have the arms left to do on the sweater by the time we go up. And we're there till Friday. So two arms won't take me four days if I just spend all my time in a sun knitting.
0: You say that, but sleeves are even worse than socks. Because there's nothing going on. There's no shaping. Well, I mean there could there can't be shaping, but like
1: I feel like there'll road. be a little bit of shaping just kind of Cause they're, I don't know, um, yeah.
0: But this is a really good segue into talking about how do you work with fiber in the summer when it's so hot and you're all sweaty. What are your favorite summer projects?
1: See, I. This is the first like garment I've ever knit. I make scarves and shawls. But you never make wear a bunch of hats. I never wear. I give them away. Um, I've made a number of blankets and amigurumi, but I don't, yeah, I don't make clothes. So this is not really something that I've ever had to wrestle with.
0: Yeah, it's, I always.
1: Do you just do everything cotton? Do you do linen a lot? Ugh, like...
0: I hate cotton. I like, it has, it doesn't have any give and it just like, I feel like I have to spend way more effort on every individual stitch to get an even tension and I just get so frustrated. Um, I don't know, I always, cause so I got, I get reverse sad. So I get like seasonal effect disorder in the summer and I thrive in the winter. Um, and so I spend most of the year just like blocking out summer's existence until it sneaks up upon me. And then I'm like,
1: Ugh,
0: this, is, this is the worst and I never prepare for it. So now I'm stuck with just so much wool and my hands are so sweaty and it just sticks and everything gets hot. I don't know what to do.
1: I've never really used wool before either. Like I've mostly done acrylic. Um, and also like, I just will go for six months at a time without picking anything up. <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh, right, I like doing this. And then it's all I do for another six months and then I stop again.
0: Um. So yeah, so Summer options, because of course, now I have a job in which it is, or I have a business in which it is my job to send people summer projects. So I'm trying to get past my loathing of summer and to think about what people who are not me would enjoy doing. Um,
1: it's too bad you busted out the wall hanging earlier. I know,
0: right? Ugh.
1: What about like a tea cozy or something?
0: Ticozies are fun, but they, cause I send out a minimum of a hundred grams and Ticozies don't use that much fun. I don't But the, there is apparently a whole world of non wool summer friendly fibers. Um, I was looking at some that had nettle in them which I think is really rad. I've also been looking at um, like a really lovely mulberry silk and linen blend. It's mm-hmm. super beautiful. And also
1: bamboo. Hmm? Bamboo, I was just gonna say bamboo.
0: So I love, I did bamboo last summer and for like some summer kits and like, I love the look of it. I love the feel of it. I love working with it, but Oh my God, it stretches so bad. Like I I made, um, I made a scarf and it was just like a, just like a cute lightweight scarf. And it kind of was just wrapped. It was an infinity scarf wrapped around twice. And then by the time I'd worn it a few times, it was hanging down to like my waist. Like it just, yeah. So I think it is really good for um, non-wearables. Yeah. I don't know. I also, I had a commission. Someone really, really, really wanted a bamboo hat. And I warned them about the draping. They were like, nope, I want a bamboo hat. So I made her a bamboo hat. I've never heard back on how well it held up, but.
1: What about, what is it, Tencel? Tencel.
0: Isn't that the shiny stuff?
1: it's it's weird like if i have a, i have a um, a couple of skeins of it from i did yarn box like years ago um i've never used it cuz it feels so weird <laughs> but it feels lighter
0: i also found one that i'm really excited about um i really want to try and it's hemp and it's like 100% hemp yarn but apparently it's like, it's really soft and drapey and not at all the kind of like hemp cord that you're picturing. It's made for wearable garments. So I want to try to pick some of that up and see how it knits up because it's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Looks well, like I also have to do mm-hmm. natural, like the subscription box is natural fibers. So I, it wouldn't.
1: Oh, this is, it's manufactured. Yeah.
0: I'm very excited well, about the hemp.
1: Yeah. Okay. So well, other than, other than... Like the yarn itself, what kind of patterns do you do in the summer?
0: Well, I'm a crop top girl, so I make a lot of crop tops because someone once told me you can't wear wool in the summer and I have been so mad at that person ever since and I'm making a whole bunch of shirts to let them know that, that is not the case.
1: Yeah, I remember last summer you like never took off your ripple. Oh, I love
0: that. it so much. Oh, Jesse May is just such a gem. Um, yeah, so she has a pattern for a Ripple crop top bralette, and it is glorious. I have never seen it on a body that it didn't flatter. It is super easy. It's a really, like, fun, fast knit, and it's a really clever design, and it just looks so good on literally everybody. So I'm probably going to make week. a bunch more.
1: You were wearing the racerback last week.
0: Yes, I was wearing the racerback. This should just be a Jesse May fan cast. Because I also made her Ripple booty shorts and I'm obsessed and I'm going to make another pair because I made them in cotton and they stretched out because cotton does that. So I'm going to make another pair in wool so they will stay cute. Um And then I made my, wrapping, my matching Ripple cropped top sweater. I'm slowly
1: working And matching through, scrunchie.
0: And I'm matching scrunchie. I'm slowly waking my way through her entire pattern library pattern library. I'm very excited about it. Um, So yeah, I try to do like small things where it's not, you know, big and draping over your lap and overheating and terrible. And I just do small stuff that I can be finished quickly before my hands get too sweaty. Um, And almost entirely worsted weight. No, not worsted weight. That's not at all what I meant to say. Almost entirely fingering weight. (laughs) Or lace.
1: I've never used lace. That's terrifying.
0: It's
1: fun. Yeah, my sweater's worse than wait. It's fast.
0: Yeah, do we want to talk about your choices for summer projects?
1: Well, because... So we went to Diamond... What was that, like a week after? That would have been, like, late February. Because after the cops broke down my door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I picked up those two, like packs of the ancient arts and they've just been sitting there since then and I'm like, what am I gonna do with these? I was like, well I might as well knit a sweater. So I, I'm doing that. And you know what? Summer will be over before we know it. I can't wait. And then we'll nosedive into winter because we don't know what like intermediate seasons are Mm-mm. in Toronto. We go from Icy cold to scalding hot, basically overnight. And then just turn it back around. Like, in three months, I'll be able to wear the sweater.
0: But you're going to have to try it on. Probably That's while fine. you're at the cottage.
1: <laughs> That's fine.
0: It's going to be so hot. It's worse than... Trying
1: it on and wearing it are different
0: things. I tried, because I finished my... um my test knit for spruce lane as I think we talked about last time and I had to try it on so I could send her pictures and like even just putting the sweater on in my house in front of my fan it was too hot and I could not get a picture <laughs> so now she has a picture of the sweater lying on my floor
1: <laughs> um it'll be fine I'm not overly concerned with that I'll just be so pleased with the fact that I've made a sweater that I'll be able to bear putting it on.
0: You should make Sam an inverse one where it's primarily green with black stripes.
1: Can we be that couple?
0: Yeah, you can.
1: Should we be that couple?
0: Absolutely, yes. How is that even a question?
1: We'll wear it to like Christmas parties.
0: Oh yeah, wear it to every party. Oh, does Sam go to parties? No. You can take a really cute Christmas card photo.
1: And like will parties ever happen again? (laughs)
0: Uh, when this is over, I feel like I'm never going to take going out for granted again
1: for a couple months, and I'll be like, "Oh no, my house, I like it.
0: I'm only going to turn down two every out of every four invites instead of three out of every four invites.
1: And then like waffle on going to the fourth mm-hmm. 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 So once you've finished your two Red moon sweaters. <laughs> Are you gonna like? Do you have anything specific in mind, or like, do you know what you're gonna work on next? And like, do you think you're going to join the Quiet Queers Craft Along?
0: The Quiet Queers. We should we should talk about what the Quiet Queer Craft Along is because that is probably relevant to the vast majority of our listeners. Okay, so the Quiet Queers Craft Along is an annual. Say that
1: five times fast.
0: I will not, I won't even say it one time fast, <laughs> because it's too hard. <laughs> um, it's a annual pride theme make-along hosted by user Knitboop, which is an adorable name. Um, and so basically what it is, it's a, uh, as per the website, it's a craft-along that was initially conceived of as a response to two concerns about pride, one, the corporate washing of pride in queer culture, which, big. Fucking, yep. And two, the inaccessibility of some pride events, which, brackets, in the U.S., mostly hinge around being outdoors, loud, and unfriendly to the needs of disabled and neurodiverse queers and allies. Also a big yes. Um, So this craft along aims to address these concerns by giving queer crafters and allies a virtual place to come together and support other queer designers and indie dyers and win some fabulous prizes while they're at it. It's running from July 13th until September 13th.
1: That's soon, that's less than a week away.
0: Yeah, and so you can apply, um, the applications are open for prize donations, for queer designers, for queer makers, like Yarn, Fiber, and Notions, um, the Queer Maker Highlight, and Straight Allies offering discount codes. So all of that is super fucking rad, and my entire jam. (laughs) and maybe the one craft along i will actually manage to participate in because i again never do anything else
1: and the entire thing is hosted on instagram so like if you're posting photos of your works in progress or your fo's like there's specific tags you can use to kind of enter into the draws and stuff i don't have it pulled up in front of me so i don't quite know what the like tags and stuff are but Uh, we can we can link that in the show notes on our website
0: it's QQC twenty twenty. And QQC twenty twenty FO.
1: So yeah, like I've been trying to think of projects that I can do in this time. And like because I want to do, you know, specifically pridey stuff. Yeah. I have some like fingering weight in um pink, purple, and blue.
0: Beautiful. I got um well, I still have the leftover, so, like, 50 grams of um, video dance party from the June subscription box, leftover from my leg warmers. So, I might make a matching Jesse May crop top.
1: There you go. go oh, shit. A crop top and matching leg warmers?
0: Uh, yes. Very good. But Yeah, it'll be really fun to, like, be doing a thing without having to be around people.
1: Mm, and to still feel there's... connected. Yeah, there's there's like an active and engaged like community around it that we could kind of just throw our tags into.
0: I think we should do that. Oh, I lied! I do have an echo. As I may have mentioned, I have a lot of plants. And I am just constantly doing stuff with my plants because that makes me happy and I need what joy I can find in this cruel world. Um. So just some despite the fact that I am a fairly clean person and I do clean the house, there is just always a coating of dirt on my floor, always. And I just like it's never gonna go away. So I was tired of dirty feet, especially when I'm almost ready. So I made little slipper socks. They're really cute. <laughs> um I pick them with just like leftovers from other away projects. It's I think it's mostly Croy from like my first ever socks. So it's just like that patents Croy, which is like Perfectly serviceable sock, but nothing that I would really kind of keep to do something special with. So I made scrappy slipper socks that look very scrappy, but they keep my feet clean. So I'm excited about that.
1: That's very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a pair of slipper socks that I made with like bulky. That's weight yarn.
0: Not for summer, but.
1: No, they're so cozy and I love them. And as soon as I made one pair for myself, I made a pair for my sister. And then she made me make a pair for her friend. <laughs> um, and like in the winter, I never take them off. <laughs> and I've worn through the heels in both of them. So I either will mend them or make another pair because why not? Yeah. And, and and just like having cats, I, there's fur and just like litter everywhere because they're just horrible disaster animals and cause problems and messes wherever they go.
0: <laughs> what I wouldn't give to have feet covered in fur and litter to have a cat.
1: They're monsters.
0: So I was looking at BiCulture. Um, this is BiCulture, which is my favorite Facebook group. For, I asked them for other biostereotypes.
1: stereotypes mm.
0: And got a lot of good ones. I feel like we should. Discuss some I had never heard of, like garlic bread. Really, you,
1: I love garlic bread. I
0: also love garlic bread, but I've never heard of it as a like bi culture thing. So that was exciting.
1: I think that's just like a human experience thing. I
0: would think so. I would think so. Um, novelty piercings, especially nose piercings, which I did on an impulse. I've thing.
1: had my lip pier my lip pierced and my eyebrow and both ears.
0: You should get all of those back again, BT Deb.
1: I really should. I should. I miss them sometimes. Do it. Often. Often. I
0: I can probably do it for you because I once pierced my friend's nose in the bathroom of a Walmart with a safety pin that we got at Walmart. So I'm pretty much an expert.
1: My sister works in tattoo shops and knows how to do piercing so I'm going to get her to do it. I mean,
0: if you want to play favorites, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Pattern button-ups.
1: Yes, oh my god, I have so many
0: Chuck Taylor shoes Yes Can't do math, big yes
1: I Can do basic math
0: Chaotic energy, which I think we can all agree Is a big yes Yeah I feel like once we Connected as friends Then our friendship was very like Oral windy, moved very fast
1: Is that just not how it goes? Like,
0: I don't know, I latch on to people so yeah, how all mine go?
1: <laughs> a lot of my friendships are like we won't talk for ages at a time, like months and months, and like every now and then it'll be like a couple heart emojis or something, or like a, hey, I love you and I miss you, and then like we won't talk again, and then I nothing makes sense. No relationships are.
0: I didn't even think. I wasn't even sure if you liked me until you said I was one of your best friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This was after we started an entire podcast together. Yes, it I'm was. It sure. absolutely yeah. was. Okay. Yes.
0: <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. Maybe you just think I'm, maybe you just so feel bad for me. And like, you said I was your best friend. I'm like, okay, cool. Now here's all of my shit forever.
1: <laughs> it's okay. You get my shit too.
0: Yeah. Um, My favorite bi-stereotype is actually six cats in a trench coat.
1: I get puppy more than I get cat. I mean, I get a little bit of both.
0: No, you're very, I would say you're like a middle-aged to elderly basset hound or beagle.
1: That is so specific. (laughs)
0: Like something like really smart, but also just too tired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because my ex used to say like if I was a dog, I would be like a young chocolate lab. Mm -mm. So it's just interesting how I've grown as a person (laughs) and as a dog over the last like six years.
0: Like beagles are super impulsive and like we'll just see a thing and then that is the entire that is the only thing that exists in the world and have this like burst of energy and do the thing and then just like sleep for the rest of the week i on the other hand am like pure cat in that i want to be ignored all the time except when i want attention and then i want it literally right now stop what you're doing paying attention to me and then i will immediately decide but
1: specifically in this way yes <laughs> And if you pay attention to me in any other way that's not this way, you can go fuck yourself.
0: And I'll probably bite. <laughs> or at least scratch. And like, Or even I'll be like, I want this specific attention right now, and then I will receive that specific attention and then get mad and I don't want it.
1: Fair, yeah. I cry when my husband's on the other side of the door.
0: <laughs> yeah. My beagle does that <laughs> when my parents do. <laughs>
1: Zuko gets sad when he, can't see husband, uh, mm-hmm. when he can't see husband. Sam will go to the bathroom and like shower, and Zuko will spend the entire time crying in front of the door. <laughs> I'll like pick him up and bring him to the other room and be like, "It's okay, buddy. Like, I'll love you." And he's like, "No, you're not good enough." <laughs> I'll go back to crying. Okay, well, fuck me. Apparently,
0: I the amount of crying that your cats do is very relatable.
1: Big whiny baby.
0: That's rude. I'm right here.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to be honest. Big, whiny (laughs) baby. Um,
0: Lemon bars? That was a new one. I'm not mad about it.
1: Good, I enjoy.
0: Skulls with flower aesthetics, which is my entire jam because I want people to think I'm tough and scary and also death and stuff, (laughs) but also pretty and flowers.
1: (laughs) Not so much my aesthetic. My sister described me as hipster dad one time.
0: And I'm like, 100%. Wildly that. yes.
1: <laughs> I could get behind that.
0: Compulsive need to roll up sleeves. Big time. I don't want yeah, anything I, on my wrists.
1: I don't like long sleeves.
0: Oh, I, ha- I insist on long sleeves, but I will not wear them. As-
1: so that you can <laughs> oh. roll them up.
0: Um, for femme-identified buys, being over men and too terrified to talk to women or enemies it is a big ol mood
1: i mean i'm mask identified and i relate to that
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know how to talk to anybody of any gender fair you... i mean like
1: i inadvertently flirt so
0: <laughs> which you do by talking so you can't like so you are good at talking to people
1: I'm just that charming
0: <laughs> yeah but then I also
1: thought it was really interesting because
0: when I, because I asked specifically for like fun by stereotypes, um, because I like fitting into easy boxes and fun community stereotypes and like fun stuff. Um, but then people were talking about also like the negative or the, the less fun by stereotypes, especially with You know, the stereotype that if you're a bi woman or fem, fem leaning, you're like poly and up for a threesome and like greedy and all those, all those fun things. Which was weird because I didn't realize that like I fit into those stereotypes and that feels weird. I mean, I'm not greedy, but like being bi and non-monogamous, I don't know. It feels, it feels weird sometimes.
1: Like, they have, I feel like the stereotypes themselves has, like, a, it's a negative connotation, but there's nothing inherently bad about, mm. you know, being non-monogamous. No, for sure. There's it's, nothing bad about being into three thumbs or whatever. Like. Mm.
0: But it's more that, like, the assumption that someone, like, I was seeing someone very briefly who I had told him that I was buying non monogamous and we had, we went out for burritos and it was a fine date and whatever. Um, and then like a couple of days later, he hit me up for a threesome on his birthday with this friend. And he was like, I got to buy a poly girl here if you want to come hang out. And that was it. That was the message. That's just like. No, man. Just the, the assumption that this is anything that I would be into. Based on the fact that I'm buying Omnogmas was a bummer.
1: Yeah. I've never I've never really had anything like that. Um, Like it it led to some very interesting conversations at work one time um, when I like first started seeing somebody like outside of my marriage Um, and me and one of the guys at work we were talking about it and he's like do you love him? Like do you love your boyfriend? I'm like what is love so then we got into an entire conversation about like the nature of love and like what love can look like in different relationships like a friendship like a platonic love versus like the difference between loving and being in love and like that was a really interesting conversation that we had around it but it was never like oh you're ready to like just like have a threesome or whatever mm-hmm. that was never the conversation
0: that is really lovely and also makes me wonder if like do you even know how to small talk no. <laughs> yeah, it's not, the, it's not the assumption that, like...
1: I don't know if that's something I haven't run into because of the people that I talk about this more in depth with or because of the way I interact with these people and the way they read me and stuff.
0: Yeah. Because I always, like, it's not even in talking to people. It's just even on dating apps, like, intro messages will just be like, hey, we're a couple... I assume you're under us because you're bi and poly. I'm
1: just like, like, no! That's not how that works. Ugh!
0: And it's just, it's really, it's... Yeah, dating is hard to navigate, because, like, being poly doesn't mean, or, I don't even identify as poly. Being non-monogamous is, like, can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and all of those things are valid, as long as it's ethical. But, like, for me, I just, like, I love relationships, and I want to be in relationships, and I want committed loving relationships in whatever form they take in whatever intensity they take. And I want, like, I just like, I like being in love and I want to be in love. I want to be in love with a whole bunch of people. And I just, I resent that everyone immediately reads those two words as meaning that I'm just like,
1: Just horny for everyone all the time. Just horny for
0: everyone. (laughs) The only thing I'm horny for is potato chips and plants. (laughs) (laughs) You're not either of those leave me alone.
1: Yeah and I wonder if it's like a just yeah different being a more mask presenting person it's read differently than being femme.
0: Do you have a do you like to experience that on um dating apps or anything? Never. Like how do people engage with your non-monogamy on dating apps?
1: I'm not very active on dating apps and stuff um and, like, the first four words in my bio on anything are bi, trans, married, and poly. Because I'm just like, you know what? If you can't handle any of this, like, just go away. Yeah. Um, but I've never encountered anything quite like, oh, you're bi and non-monogamous. Let's have a 3 I've never had anything like that.
0: Of my previous partners, the ones who were men... um if they were still, the ones who were active on dating apps still had, like, almost no luck on them and, like, no no real engagement and no matches because being mask and non-monogamous has, like, a whole different read, apparently. And, like, especially if you're looking for women or, like, femme folk, like, a lot of the assumptions are that you're cheating or that you're using non-monogamy, like, the word non-monogamy, but you're doing cheating. it unethically and... Or you're just going to be skeezy.
1: Yeah. Which is fun. I feel like that's kind of one of those Poison Skittles analogies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, it just sucks for everybody.
1: Yeah. But how do you even... Okay. Generally speaking, how do you meet somebody organically?
0: Like if I know. Jesus. How do
1: you meet somebody organically in COVID? Oh You don't?
0: Don't. No. I met Amelia on Tinder. And then we were together for five years. Met Alex on Tinder. Though we had like known each other previously. And we were together for like two years. The only like actual meet cute I've ever had, but that turned into an actual relationship was Dominic. And that's like, that was five years ago. But, like, even that, like, we told that story all the time because it was just such, like, a ridiculous, doesn't sound real kind of story. Like, beyond that, I've never met someone organically. I've always been, like, had to be on some sort of platform where I'm, like, I, where I can filter out people who are not going to be aligned with my lifestyle and my identity and don't want to be seen or seen by, I don't want to see or be seen by straight people. And, like... Back in my baby non-monogamy years, I made the mistake of, like, well, I'm non-monogamous, but you don't have to be, and as long as you're okay with, like, you know, my lifestyle, like, this is fine, But blah, blah, Such a bad idea. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Never waste... it. Like, it's just... It's just asking for heartache, and, like... I just... I'm so tired of falling for people who are either straight or... um... monogamous, and it's just... I have. I think I finally learned that I just—it's not worth the, the heartache to try to make it work. So I actually like—I'm super not dating right now and don't intend to. And, um, like I just, yeah. But like, if I ever, when I'm 80, decide I want to start dating again, like it will almost certainly be on some sort of platform where I can filter out people who have similar, values and lifestyles. Because otherwise, it's just is too much work, and it's such a waste of time. And I'm too awkward to talk to anyone in person! Oh my god! It's so hard!
1: Like the... I don't know, like the beginning is kind of like, it's hard but it's fun, to like the, the like getting to know you kind of stuff.
0: I love second dates. I wish every date could be a second date. Where like, all the awkward stuff is gone and you've kind of like, vetted, vetted the important stuff. And then it's just like, the second date, it's exciting. you're excited to see them because it's new and shiny and exciting, but also you already have got all the hard stuff out of the way. And it's just fun. You just get to be a bit more relaxed and fun. Just wanna skip all the first dates. <laughs> Quick, say something fun.
1: Something fun. Boo! Thank you for listening to the third episode of the Bisexual Podcast. You can find our show notes, including photos and links and patterns and designers and things we talk about on our website, bisitual.ca. We are on Instagram as at Podcast. You can find me at underscore dangerous john and Kelsey at kelseygrammar 23 Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more disaster queer yarn folk. Thank you again, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.